Welcome to St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Today's homily has the themes of thanksgiving, forgiveness, humility, and unity within the life of the Church. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Joyous feast. Joyous feast. Sprasnikam. Kali Eoti. We have this passage today about thanksgiving. But within our lives, it's very often the case that we live and and think and go about our business failing to give thanks. In the verses leading up to this morning's reading, there's a few things that happen with the disciples. And I want to talk with you a little bit about that. So at this point in the Gospel of Luke, the Pharisees have had like a a sound kind of thrashing already from the Lord. And as it it often happens now, it also happened then, that the disciples perhaps were beginning to think, well, Thank God we're not part of that crowd. Thank God that we're not the Pharisees. We're the people that are with the Lord. And so Jesus reminds them at the beginning of chapter 17. He said, it's it's impossible that no occasions of stumbling should come. But woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better for such a person to have a millstone hung around the neck and be thrown into the sea rather than cause any of these little ones to stumble. So he says, you think you're secure because you're not among the Pharisees, but you're not. If you offend one of these little ones that's coming after me and cause them to stumble, cause them to step out of the way and to leave. It would be better for you to have a millstone hung around your neck and be thrown into the sea. And then he says, be careful. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in a day and comes back, seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. And so he gives, him, gives them the emphasis on forgiveness. But if you're to be my disciple, you have to forgive again and again and again and again. And then the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. 
The Lord said, If you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you would tell the sycamore tree, Be uprooted and transplanted into the sea, and it would obey you. So what's implied there? It's kind of saying, don't you already have faith? Do you? If you had any, you would say to the sycamore tree, be plucked up and thrown into and, and cast into the sea and rooted there. And it would be so. Is this the case with you? So that when they say increase our faith, what little faith do they have? And so he reminds them to be careful not to cause others to stumble. He reminds them that they must forgive. And he reminds them that they must grow in faith. But then, having done all of that, he gives this little kind of parable. He says to them, Now, who is there among you, having a slave plowing or shepherding, that will say when that slave returns from the field, come at once and sit down at table. Instead, ask the master of the house, when the slave comes in, will you not tell him, prepare my supper, clothe yourself properly, and serve me while I eat and drink. Afterwards, you may eat and drink. Does the master thank that slave because he did the things that were commanded. I think not. So you also, when you have done all those things which you are commanded to do, say, we are unworthy slaves. We have only done our duty. So there is one master, one Lord. And after you have done all of these things, after you have forgiven an infinite number of times, after you have been careful your entire life not to cause someone else to stumble, and if you cause them to stumble, reached out to them and tried to raise them up again and bring them and to restore them to the path of salvation. And after you have had all faith, say at the end, we are unprofitable servants. We have only done what we were commanded to do, and there is no thanks for us. This keeps us, if we follow this path, of ever put, keeps us from ever putting ourselves in a position where we usurp the reality of God's lordship and mastery of all things. It puts us in a place, no matter how long we've been in the church, no matter how righteous we appear in our own eyes, that we are unable to put ourselves in that place like where the disciples were a little while before this in the Gospel of Luke where they're talking about calling down fire from heaven on those people that didn't receive them into town. And the Lord says, you don't even know what spirit you're of. What are you thinking saying these things? It reveals to us in what the Lord says to us here that at the end we are not to seek to be given thanks or to earn a place above others within the kingdom. But we are to be people who give thanks, who make it 
the center of our life and of our heart to pour out with thanksgiving. And so within the life of the church, you come to church, and what, what are we here doing right now? We're celebrating the Divine Liturgy. And another term for that is we're celebrating the Holy Eucharist, which means the, the service, the gathering of the faithful to give thanks as the central action of the life of the church, of the life of those who have been called out from the world to serve God. And so we must be like this leper today who was healed and returned to give thanks. Furthermore, I want to read to you something from a, an essay, a talk about thanksgiving and gratitude by Archimandroid Zacharias. Part of our thanksgiving is learning to give thanks for all of the people within the church. Even when we find our relationships with others to be very challenging. Part of our life, part of our salvation. So for instance, we could think about this time this past year that we've been through. There's a need for the faithful within the community to give thanks within their heart to God for the parish council, even if you're frustrated with them. There's a need for people who are in leadership within the church and have felt judged and condemned by others within the body to give thanks for those other people that are in the body. Because preserving unity within the life of the body of Christ is a central aim of what it means to be a disciple of Christ. In order, and this is what Elder Zacharias says, in order to preserve the unity of our community, each of us must pray every day for the others. Every hostile thought is like a crack in our spiritual fortress. As the Lord prayed in his high priestly prayer for his disciples to be one, as he and the Father and the Holy Spirit are one, so also for us, our first care in our life must be the unity of the body. We must pray for one another as we have been commanded. But let us neither forget to give thanks to God, each of us, for all the others. For it is not a small thing to see our fellow overcome sin, live in the light of faith, and turn his heart towards God entirely. This is a great gift, 
And we must be grateful to God for our fellows who keep the faith and bear the spirit that we have received from our fathers in which we live and move. For example, he gives an example, when a monk has the anniversary of his tonsure, all of us must give thanks for the grace of monasticism which was given to him. And we could say the same for the anniversary of our baptism or our chrismation into the body of Christ. And then finally, I want to share with you, he has a quote here from St. Anthony the Great, whom we commemorate today, about thanksgiving. In the writings attributed to St. Anthony the Great, we find the following text about thanksgiving. He says, When you go to your bed with gratitude, bringing to mind the benefits and the exceedingly bountiful providence of God, you rejoice, full of good thoughts, and the sleep of the body becomes vigilance of the soul, and the closing of the eyes a real vision of God, and your silence, bearing what is good, offers with discernment from the depths of the soul and with all its strength an elevated doxology to the God of all. For as long as there is no malice in the heart, the Lord is more well pleased by gratitude than any other previous sacrifice. And this doesn't even encompass or say everything that we could say about the reality that when we grow in gratitude for all that the Lord has given to us and when we grow in gratitude giving glory to God for all of the people that we know and that are in our life this doesn't even encompass or say everything that could be said about the humility which emerges from that when we say for our brothers and sisters, instead of allowing hostile thoughts within our soul towards them and allowing those cracks within the spiritual kingdom to fester, instead of doing that, when we say glory to thee, O God, for this person of whom I am unworthy. Glory to thee, O God. Or as St. Nikolai Velimirovich said, Lord, Bless my enemies and do not curse them. Even I bless them and do not curse them. Because when I encounter them, they call to mind the ways that I am proud. They expose the ways that I have decided to do things that have caused others to stumble. And so if we're able to give thanks, even for people that we encounter within the life of the church that we presume to be our adversaries, when we really only have one adversary, the devil. We don't have any other adversaries amongst human beings. But so when we encounter them, and they make us struggle, and they put us in a hard place, if we say glory to thee, O God, for this man, for this woman, of whom I am unworthy, we put ourselves in that place where we can be reconciled to God once again and the wounds of our soul can begin to be healed. 
rather than opened up and made worse and begin to fester when we fail to give thanks. So may we be encouraged to give thanks in all things, in every place, throughout our lives, and for everyone and everything, saying glory to thee, O God, for all things. Amen. Thank you for joining us at St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Please be sure to like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Okay, goodbye. God bless you.